welcome to Dear So-and-So, a phone call between friends where we offer up advice that no one has asked us for. As always, we'll read some of our favorite advice column questions and give our unsolicited opinions. I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Welcome to Dear So-and-So. Welcome. Welcome. What do you got for me? I have a social cues for you that is um, friend or foe. My neighbor bought a brand new Range Rover. My neighbor bought a brand new Range Rover that costs $150,000. Mm-hmm. She she used to drive a Chevy Suburban and rarely waved when she passed. But now that she's got new wheels, she goes out of her way to let you know she's there, waving and eye contact. I find her self-boosting unfortunate and annoying when so many people are unemployed and struggling. What would you do? Signed, M. How does M know that that Range Rover cost $150,000? You can look it up. It's not hard. I know. I guess (laughs) the fact that they looked like Mm -hmm. says something more about M than the neighbor. Listen, I'm not a car person. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know a Range Rover cost $150,000. But I also recognize and like that... Uh, people derive pride from like a whole slew of different things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See if you can take a ride with her. I bet that car is nice inside. I bet it is. And I bet it's really fun. And if you roll down all the windows and keep your mask on, it's probably fine. I, I think what's what's ironic here is that M actually drives a Tesla because they're <laughs> neighbors, right? Like, the, like yeah. M already owns their $150,000 car. And this neighbor is just, is just like, oh my God, I finally joined the ranks, you know? Like, is I this think a this new neighbor- money, old money thing? Going yeah, on totally. Here? Exactly. Is this happening and in the exact- suburbs of Massachusetts? Yes. So right M is now? old money, and M is like, you don't self boost, right? You know, yeah. M is like, you you get you. Yeah, sure, that's a normal car, but then you don't self boost about it. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And um, Chevy Suburban now Range Rover owner is just proud and excited yeah. to be part of the community, feeling themselves. Um, yeah, feeling themselves. That's what I read in this. Me too. Yeah. I also think that waving an eye contact is like <laughs> the least offensive thing this person is literally just making just... like doing like the bare minimum of human human behavior which is like yeah. looking somebody in the eyes and like putting up their palm and moving it back and forth <laughs> oh my god yeah the bare minimum of connecting with another human being yeah God damn. Yeah, it's not offensive in the least. I would suggest that M hop in their Tesla and yeah. start waving and making similar eye contact. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your fucking cars, my friends. It yeah, sounds do like donuts you deserve the, in... them. I don't know why. It sounds like you don't deserve them, but you deserve to feel okay. And in that, everybody so deserves like... to feel good in their cars, deserves to feel able to make yeah. eye contact and wave right. at a neighbor. <laughs> at the very least, everyone deserves to make eye contact and wave. That's like literally the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. Everybody deserves to feel comfortable making eye contact and waving. I want to be clear, though. If you are someone who doesn't like eye contact for whatever Uh reason, neurotypical or not, then fucking don't look me in the eye. I don't care. No, it's fine. I don't care. But if you you desire (laughs) eye contact and a friendly wave, then you deserve it. You do. So, yeah, just lean in, Em. Lean in. Okay, Steph, I I have one for you. Yeah, okay. And I particularly like this. And I, because, <laughs> because it is a real life 
hypothetical. It's like oh, a hypothetical come true. Oh, it's one of those hypotheticals <laughs> that somebody would ask me and I would spit in their face because I so deeply dislike hypotheticals. This person <laughs> has written in to the ethicist with a because real life lived, hypothetical, like with a lived, lived experience. And then they chose a path and now we have to be like, whoa. Right. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So this is from CD in LA. My cousin and his girlfriend were the victims of an attempted carjacking. Two armed men ordered them into the car. Mm-hmm. As one assailant was climbing into the backseat of the driver's side, my cousin grabbed the keys and ran, leaving his girlfriend. He quickly reached an emergency phone and the police responded within minutes to find that the carjackers had fled, leading his girlfriend unharmed. Did he do the mm-hmm. right thing? Signed, mm-hmm. CD in LA. <laughs> okay. <laughs> This is a real life hypothetical with one exception, okay? So usually when you get a hypothetical, it's like, would you, if you knew, dot, 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 for X result. And this one, it's like, well, actually, this person didn't know that leaving his girlfriend would be okay. No, hypotheticals aren't always if you They're know always, the outcome's gonna but be they okay are often like okay would you like would you hit your girlfriend with a car for a billion dollars if you knew she wouldn't die that is that is often how the hypotheticals are constructed but that guy you were referring to a tiktok <laughs> thank you i am that yeah, guy that added sunny. that little bit in the original question uh was like would you punch your girlfriend in the shit in, in the, the face, face for a billion yeah. dollars not right. it did not include that if like she you wouldn't right get hurt or something right okay okay, just, okay okay just sometimes when people are giving themselves hypotheticals they really in order for those mm. hypotheticals to be palatable to them uh, in order uh. for people to digest hypotheticals they have to add the like they do, well if i right. knew that like that's they, not how right, it's life elaboration. Works. oh my god that's right. why that's... i hate hypotheticals okay 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 so all right you're right so <laughs> Okay, so we have hypothetical here. The cousin grabbed the keys and ran, leaving girlfriend behind, Mm -hmm. reached an emergency phone, and the police responded. So they took a risk. They took a pretty big risk. Is that the right Um, move? So that saved the car, but not the girlfriend. And Mm -hmm. I think the move is to save the girlfriend and maybe risk the car. Okay. I do understand that keys are easier to grab and run with than like a whole human being who's possibly <laughs> on the other side of the gear shift. Like I right, get right, that. Right, sure. so, right. We don't know her weight, her size, her yeah, mobility situation. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't know that stuff. So this is a little, it's unpalatable. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's real. Not- that's the thing about real life hypotheticals. <laughs> They leave an unsavory flavor <laughs> in your mouth, they which sure is why do. I hate, hate hypotheticals. Them. Yeah. Um, I don't need that taste in my mouth when I literally am never going to be confronted by this. Yeah. So I guess what I what I really want to get at is like this, this doesn't belong in the ethicist. It's not this person, ethical or unethical. This person made yeah. a like calculated choice during right. a scary situation. And the person writing into the advice column should be girlfriend and girlfriend should be like can i live with knowing that exactly this person did this to me isn't there Um, an entire two movies about this force majeure and then the american remake remake, which i've only seen the american remake and it was pretty great Um, is it i couldn't yeah i couldn't finish it i just had to go back to force majeure so there's an entire movie Just watch, yeah, just about watch this. the film instead and of writing into the ethicist. Consume some fucking pop media, my yeah. friend CD. Art. It's art. Yeah. Get some art some in art. your life. The mm-hmm. ethicist is also art, just to be clear. 
<laughs> I think that the only person to say, like, if this is ethical is the girlfriend. If the yep. girlfriend feels that this was the right move, then this was the right move. Yeah, this cousin of the people it happened to is sort of like, stay out of it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Fuck off. Mind Fuck your off. business, CD. <laughs> mind, your, mind your own business. Thanks for writing, CD. But mind your business. Just drift away. Let go that way. You have one unheard message. Hi, this is Busy. I don't have a question, but I do have a very strong opinion um, that is in contrast to both of your opinions on the caller who was writing about the um, delivery guy and his own bike. So I strongly disagree. Um, I just would like you to take the perspective of the delivery person into account. So I've done delivery uh, in San Francisco, I, was, I delivered for a catering company, and it was really difficult to find parking. And I had a car, I didn't have a bike, um, but oftentimes I would deliver in downtown, and so I would have to park illegally because I just couldn't find a spot, and I would leave a note on my windshield. So that's where I think the bicycle, the delivery bicyclist could have done better. So I would leave a note that I was like, I will return by this time. I am just dropping off a delivery. Here is my phone number if you need to get a hold of me. And I never had any issues. No one ever called. It was fine. So I know the caller only had an hour for lunch, but, like, does the delivery guy even get lunch or does he have to deliver all day? So, like, I understand that bicyclist is angry because he only has an hour for lunch, but he then didn't even use his bike, which, like, I know he couldn't because the delivery guy had changed it up, but he was like, oh, fine, I'll just walk. And I just feel like, man, it's hard out there for everybody. Like, yeah, it sucks that your lunch is only an hour long. I'm sure your employers are, like, trying to squeeze a lot of labor out of you. But, like, so is whoever is employing this delivery person. So just my two cents on that. I had a very strong reaction in the shower when I listened to it. Anyways, I love you all. Bye. End of messages. This is from The Ethicist from The New York Times, and it is signed Thomas Glick in Pittsburgh. I am a computer programmer working in the IT department of a rather typical large company. Sometimes an employee asks me if a time-consuming task of his entry, entering data, performing calculations on it, and formatting it into reports, for instance, can be automated. Often I can easily automate all of these tasks, and what happens next usually involves the person who wanted to save the company time and money looking for a box to hold their personal effects mm -hmm. and for a new job. <laughs> Before acting on such a request, must I warn the employee of the possible dire consequences signed Thomas Glick in <laughs> Pittsburgh? Do you want to give the readers, the <laughs> listeners, your own TLDR? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, guys, when I send these to Steph, I write a Reddit-style TLDR, too long, didn't read. For this one, it was, <laughs> should robots inform us that we are about to become obsolete? 
<laughs> okay, should robots, robots inform us? Inform us Pro- uh, we, we should probably start designing them that way. This person asks, must I, must I warn the employee? They don't, it's not a must. I mean, they must <laughs> right. not do anything. <laughs> right. But um, would it be nice if they did? Absolutely. It's a, it'd be, a, since you have more experience with this than they do, <laughs> like since you've seen, since you have some like evidence of how this plays out yeah. in your in your company, mm-hmm. you might just want to share that information with the person um, and say, I'm still happy to do it if you think it'll make your life easier, but I just want to warn you, <laughs> it might put you out of a job. You might get fired. Yeah. I personally liked to imagine that this write-in came from the year 2121. And uh-huh. that this, in fact, was written by a robot who had just like slightly <laughs> grown a conscience. And Thomas Glick zero zero five seven two nine four. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and was just like really grappling with his uh, own sort of like sense of morality. In yeah. The robot what do robots world. owe us? <laughs> exactly. What do robots owe each other? And it, what do robots owe us? I don't think robots owe us much, but since we're still kind of in control of the robots. We should probably put a few fail-safes in, mm-hmm. and this seems like a common sense fail-safe. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> just like a, just a little pop-up message. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just a little, like, you know, when they're like, are you sure you want to call the emergency number on your mm-hmm. phone? Are you sure you want to sa- close this without saving it? Exactly. Sure yeah, yeah, yeah. You want Several me to, windows to that you have to click yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure you want me to automate this task for you? But isn't um, this also, like, a pretty disgusting... Uh, display of how fairly incompetent this, you know, quote unquote, typical large company is, these things can be automated. Like we could be streamlining people's work. And instead of streamlining Mm -hmm. people's work and then giving them other work or more satisfying work or jobs that challenge them in a way that feels fulfilling, we fire them them with the (laughs) IT department robots them. Yeah. Listen, it's not this company's problem. It is fucked up. Yeah, it's so fucked up. Um, But yeah, this company doesn't care about you. Yeah. You shouldn't, to assume this company cares about you at all is your first mistake, my friend. (laughs) They're not going to find another place for you. Yeah. They don't give a shit. I found this pretty cool advice column in... Is it Kansas State or Kansas University? Like it's a oh from like a university run yeah publication. university publication the University Daily Kansan oh. um, and it is Ask Arug and it is really cool I like it a lot that's awesome um, dear Arug are signs real is asking for a sign pathetic. I don't know how to reconcile with the possibility that things are supposed to be a certain way, but at the same time, am I not responsible for everything I do? Sincerely, seeking signs. Whoa. When yeah. I'd like to, can we define what a, what this person means by sign? I think what they mean is indications from the universe that they're on the right track. Okay. Or off the right track or like right. what to do next. Right. How to navigate the world via signs from the universe. Do you look for signs from the universe stuff? Mm, no, yeah. I don't seek them. I definitely don't seek them. Do I some, do they sometimes pop out at me and I'm like, ah, <laughs> that relates to this thing I'm dealing with. Sure, you know. Okay. Um, but I interpret them as usually coincidences. Okay. Um, so that's just personally how I navigate the world. But mm-hmm. I like that this person's like, 
what do I do about that? Like, okay. they're not sure how they navigate the so world So, signs are real. It is, to yeah. answer that question, yeah. signs yeah, yeah, are, yeah. as Steph just said, how you choose to, like, yes. interpret uh, vague perceived stimuli. That was a rude, yeah. that was kind like, of rude on my part. But, like, but how it's your you, brain picks it out yes. and is like, this is important. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Is asking for a sign pathetic? No. No. But no. I suppose... Um, basing your entire sort of like happiness or mm-hmm. reality around uh, asking and receiving signs isn't it's lazy. pathetic, but it's or and it's like yeah, it's lazy or it's like dangerous potentially. Yeah. Like yeah. it it could lead to like a lot of disappointment or it could lead to you taking vague perceived stimuli as something that that it's not. Yeah. Um, hold on, I don't know how to reconcile with the possibility that things are supposed to be a certain way, but at the same time. But at the same time, am I not responsible for everything I do? Oh, my God. Wow. It's a free will question. Yeah. There's, so there's lots of religious texts that try to answer this. Yeah. Um, I think that actually, like, so so this question is, like, really adjacent to maybe a more deal-withable question, because this question is a little bit theological. Yeah. And, the, and another question next to it is, like, how do I identify what I want and how do I identify and choose where to head because it's actually really hard to tap into what you want, what you Mm -hmm. want to do next. Like often like we're using a lot of handholds, like we're using sort of like cultural guides to like, what are, what should I be doing at this age, this stage, this whatever, like we, um, to, to really tap into like what your kind of what, what your life is telling you so far and what your subconscious maybe also wants to pipe up with in terms of like desires. I mean, Oh my God, when was the last time you like desired something? actively do you know what I mean like and it was like Mm -hmm. you desired it not that you expected it I feel like I'm only speaking in abstractions but it's like honestly a lot of things that we think we want next we're like oh this will solve a problem or this will make me happy or this will whatever we don't like very regularly just go like god you know what's really great and would feel good and feel good in like a deep and lasting way you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's way better to get in touch with than signs. I also think think that this question is awesome, but definitely not for Arug. Like, this is... (laughs) Sorry, Arug. I mean, you may be totally rad and qualified for this, but these are some, like, really cool theological questions, and, like, religion and theology has dealt with these kind of questions in, like, really beautiful ways. And that's the kind of stuff that you want to investigate... Um, yeah. And can like and can be really fun, I suppose. Also, one of the most beautiful things that these religious texts offers, but a lot of like literature offers mm-hmm. and like a lot of things offer is this impossibility of reconciling two true things. Oh, my God. Millions upon millions of people before you have asked this question. Yes. And have exactly. grappled with this. And it's just like a beautiful, confusing part of life. And so yeah. the like in, in yeah. asking the question, you're sort of like tapping into this really deep vein of human yeah experience it's so cool yes it's really yeah. cool and i like that this college junior arug was like this is a question worth putting in the daily kansan i couldn't agree more <laughs> yeah, exactly. i couldn't agree more it's so good yeah yeah oh thank you it's great yeah yeah we really should have uh unlicensed theologist Theologian? On. Yeah. yes ask an unlicensed professional how do i get somebody studying to be a rabbi on this show how do we do it and i know it might be frightening but i can't wait for you 
Okay, I have a social cues from the Times for you signed Sue in Colorado Springs. Great. I grow pumpkins in my yard and give an annual Halloween party to let friends and neighbors' children pick them. But this year, the patch was a dud. No pumpkins. So I quit watering it until a neighbor reprimanded me, showing me a vine that had jumped (laughs) my fence and sprouted pumpkins on her lawn. I reminded her about my parties and she said the pumpkins were hers and she intended to eat them. I didn't fight, but I don't want to invite her to my get together. Is that okay? Signed, Sue. (laughs) It just changes directions so many times. I I love it. It's like... It's oh multifaceted. Uh huh. Yeah. I want to find out what like what the laws in Colorado Springs are about yeah. plants on your neighbor's property, like without knowing what Colorado Springs laws say about whose property something is. If the root structure is on my land, but the mm-hmm. fruit is on hers, like I want some like city ordinances on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, some pump. So the. <laughs> I can't. I can't. It's just like so good. Okay, so the pumpkins jumped the fence. They jumped and the, they're f- the vine. On her jumped lawn. the fence. The vine jumped the fence. The vine is growing on her lawn. Okay, fine. Like it's be gracious. Those pumpkins are hers. That's they're fine. her pumpkins but now. <laughs> that's fine. But like, yeah. um, she has no right to tell you to keep watering the pumpkins. No, because um, those and, roots are on your property, and you don't have to invite her to your get together. Is the get together <laughs> next year's Halloween party or? Is right, because it totally it's totally separate get together. I don't know, because it's like, well, this year there wasn't a pumpkin. There are no pumpkins, so are they still having the party? Like, it just seems to me. Right. I, th- I mean, okay, so I reminded her about my parties, but the subtext in there is I reminded her about my parties, hoping she'd offer the pumpkins back so right. I could have my party. And then the neighbor's like, well, I don't care about your party. The pumpkins are on my property. I will eat them. I do think that this, that Sue is talking about her annual Halloween party. It's not quite. And it's going to happen imminently. It's happening soon. And she was yeah. going to cancel it because Uh no pumpkins but now there are pumpkins but they're on mary's property and mary's gonna eat them Mm -hmm. which means that sue can't really have her party but it sounds like she wants to have the party and just not invite neighbor right 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 no pumpkins at the party and mary said neighbor not it will not be invited yeah yeah sure that's okay that's fine (laughs) Do whatever you want to do. I don't know what the etiquette is in Colorado Springs. But, oh, me um, neither. Yeah. Do you, you can definitely, you don't have to invite anybody you don't want to invite. Do you think it's rude that the neighbor isn't sharing the pumpkin? Well, no, because I do actually think that it's pretty common for, um, like, when trees grow over in other people's property, that the fruit on the tree that's over the property line is theirs. Like, actually, You think do, that's like, probably in Colorado Springs ordinances and laws? Yeah, I think that's probably Let me hop true. onto Colorado uh, Springs.gov. ColoradoSprings.gov. Let's see what happens. Uh Oh, shit. Right here. Olympic City, USA, Colorado Springs. I'd like to find a job, visit, find election info. No, register for the parks, view, request a city record. I'd like to report an issue. Okay, here I go. (laughs) Are you going to report an issue? Yeah. You going to see if you get a response? Are the issue, here are are the sections that I could go (laughs) into. (laughs) 
Popular requests. So this is like a 311 or 211 related thing. This isn't what I'm looking for. Accessibility, not so much. Animals, no, we good. Code violations, maybe. maybe. Colorado Open Records Act requests, Cora. No. Or the fire department, no. Let no. me just go into code violations. Oh, wait, there's more. Getting around, parks and oh. recs. Planning, pre-application, planning police. Planning, mm-hmm. Pre-application no. meeting? No. No, not pre-application. Waste, no. fraud, and abuse. <gasps> I think trees. it's code violate Trees. Is- trees. Trees. Yeah, there we go. Trees. Great. Good. <laughs> this is tough, man. I think it's... I think there's only one way forward, personally. <laughs> <laughs> Which is to just report an issue. Neighborhood service code enforcement. Report conditions in our city that impact your quality of life. <laughs> Oh, man. Public property and public works, no. All right. Okay. Here we go. Code enforcement. Okay. Short-term rental. Weeds. This is too tough. Okay. I think I'm where you are, which is, okay, a public tree needs help. Trees trees on private property. Oh, my God. You found it. Yeah. How do I know if a tree is on my property or in the right-of-way? No, that's not it. Um, Here, reporting other issues. That's That's not what I'm looking for. Um, landscape buffers and screens. I guess what I have to say part- here is I understand why Sue wrote into the New York Times from because Colorado the, Springs the questions because the ColoradoSprings.gov website was not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your if your own city ordinances can't answer the question, you have to write into the Times. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what you have to do. Am I too into rules as a way to possibly? <laughs> but okay, so I I had this conversation with <laughs> because about my rule about my love of rules. No, not about you, but about our relationship to rules. Because <laughs> and I are very squarely like rules are meaningless. Like humans created rules, therefore, mm-hmm. like they're just creative. Like they don't they don't. There's no basis in objective reality for rules, and so we don't care about them. But then said i care about rules a lot and i think the reason i care about them is because it feels like it's the only way there can be fairness like yes it's yeah, like and, a way yeah. to have like a small amount of order or right, fairness exactly or yeah and i don't want to live in an anarchic society so I'm, wi- I'm with you guys i yeah. just when it comes to individual live in a libertarian society no i definitely things, don't my God, no. i don't even want to do that so on the but on the like on the basis of individual rules, I'm kind of like, eh, because I think, and I think you agree with me about this. It's the thing to ask yourself is like, what's the spirit of the rule? You know, like what's the spirit of the pumpkins? It's <laughs> Yeah, maybe that is a better way to frame things. And it's a little annoying that this neighbor isn't sort of sharing in the spirit of the pumpkins, which yeah. didn't originate on her property. They originated yeah. on Caller's property. So neighbor is probably in the wrong. But it just next time, trim your vines. Like, don't let your vines go Oh, yeah, over. maintain your vines. Maintain, maintain those your vines. vines. Like, this is on you. This is This is unfortunate, but this is kind of on you next time. Yeah, right? like I think that's perfect. I guess I maybe am not into rules, but I'm in the I'm into the spirit mm-hmm. of the spirit of yeah. Like, what is the intention, and let's try to stick to the intention. Like, because mm-hmm. if not, what else are we supposed to do? Yep. You know. Well, I yeah. guess we're supposed to have our neighbor steal our pumpkin, but then not invite <laughs> her to her our get together. Have you ever picked a pumpkin? Yeah. Have you ever car like 
carved a pumpkin well. That I picked? Oh, no. No. Who has ever, on Halloween when you're walking about uh-huh. and somebody has carved like an entire spooky scene into a pumpkin, are you shocked? Okay. I'm shocked, but last year before the pandemic, was that last year? So not this last year, but the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went over to a friend's house and she had printed out all of these templates for pumpkins. So okay. you taped them onto your pumpkin and then you use a pin and you poke holes, lots of tiny holes oh. around the thing. That's how you do it. Use a use a template. How did it, how did they look? They looked pretty good. Like Matt made. So Matt you made, poke the holes and then does the whole piece come out or is it just shining through the holes? No, no, no. Then it's just, then it's just, you can see like you follow the perforated line with your knife. <gasps> ah, Isn't okay. That good? The, use and the right equipment yeah. and your use art this will come out. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, you know that I used to work for a kosher catering company? I didn't. I worked a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs. Uh-huh. They employed a person who would carve biblical scenes into the wow. sides of melons. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was so it carved any... clean through or was it carved so that it was thin? So that like oh, a, lot, shit. I a think light thin. coming through it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think thin. And yeah. so that that's part of why I think edible arrangements is such garbage. Like once you've seen like <laughs> Noah's amazing, Ark yeah. in the side of a cantaloupe, are you really going to enjoy receiving like a basket of chocolate dipped half ripe no. strawberries? Knowing, knowing what it could have been, knowing the art. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. not. Garbage. Thank you, listeners. This has been a joy. You can find us at dearsoandso.pizza. You can find back episodes. You can submit your own questions. Point us in the direction of some questions that you found on other advice columns. We want to hear it. We want to know. You can also follow us on Instagram. We are Dear So and So Podcast, and we have a voicemail. Give us a call, Dad Dog Five Zero Seven Eight. We want to hear your voice, your opinions. We want to hear you. (laughs) We want your reactions. We will play them. Our music is by our friend, Busy Hemphill. As always, I'm Alyssa Bloomstein. And I'm Steph Karp. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.